0: So customer support becomes actually a source of R&D. Definitely. uh, For for software
1: as a service, that's not an uncommon approach. So Mm -hmm. when you have the ability to interact with a real human who is using your product, (laughs) this is the best opportunity ever. Because if you even surf around the web and research how expensive that is to get a real human to evaluate the product, you will see like why we jump on every opportunity to just talk to real people like, oh, you are using our product, tell us, tell us what you want. Welcome to Let's Talk About CX, a show that will help you improve your customer experience and provide you ideas
0: on how to amaze and delight your customers. We feature experts and authors from around the world who share their view and give you tips and tricks for great CX. And now, here's your host, Sultan Simlali. Hi, and welcome to Let's Talk About CX. Uh, my name is Sultan, and I have a real passion for customer experience. Uh, where it started, I don't know. Uh, it might be because I grew up in Brussels, where my parents had shops. Uh, I hold them on an almost daily basis, um, serving customers, or even bringing groceries uh, to the older ladies in the neighborhood. And customer experience is really all those small things that you do to provide a great experience to your customers, including bringing those groceries to the customer. And when we think about it, I think we have today a fantastic guest because we'll talk about that aspect, actually, of customer experience and shopping, everything that has to do around delivery. Um, A recent study from Descartes uh, shown that 16% of UK customers are satisfied with a customer service every time, 16%, one in six, crazy. And over two-thirds of them had an issue over the last three months. Uh, I'm not based in the UK, uh, but I also had a couple of them over the last few months. Uh, so today we'll discuss um, everything around uh, that area. And to discuss about that, uh, I have today Irina Podubnaya. Uh, Irina is the founder of TrackMage. And thank you for joining, uh, Irina.
1: thank you for having me here, uh, Sultan. I uh, really admire uh, all, every, everything about customer experience. And uh, we've had a lot of, uh, a lot of different uh, experiences in the past. I mean, uh, for the customers uh, of uh, TrackMage, uh, so we set up uh, those uh, experiences and we help uh, companies troubleshoot it uh, mm-hmm. so that it creates the best results for the business. Uh, and currently, our main focus is to help uh, creator uh, based businesses uh, or creator driven businesses uh, create uh, better experiences for their customers.
0: Okay. yeah, because the you started Trackmage and TrackMage is there to provide actually a branded shipment tracking page, uh, helping customer to understand where their package is. Is that a good understanding?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, that's essentially what it is. Uh, there are a lot of uh, additional uh, features that uh, the service has, uh, and uh, definitely it helps to create even better uh, connection with a brand. Uh, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's not just a tracking page. Uh, it's a tracking yeah. page that belongs to the brand, that is part of the store, uh, and uh, creates the same uh the same branded experience across all the platforms uh, okay. versus uh, redirecting people to pages provided by DHL, FedEx, UPS or whatever they are using yeah. uh, mm-hmm. without any connection to the store or the brand
0: yeah no, no I, think, I think that's very smart. that's something we've seen Amazon do, for example, so you can from within the Amazon app, for example, know that and you then you provide that to smaller companies and companies of all size actually can use your service. Provide that
1: kind of experience. Uh, I would just say that uh, it's for companies that have their own store and that they don't rely on Amazon to provide the traffic for sales. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because with Amazon, like the downside is that uh, Amazon is not advertising uh, your products uh, when the customer yeah. bought from you. Uh, they are advertising anything related. That could be from the yeah. competitor. It could be some random uh, product that usually gets bought with your product. So you don't really get uh, to control that. But yeah. with uh, TrackMage or a dedicated store that you set up yourself uh, on WooCommerce or Shopify or any other platform, uh, you get to control what the customer sees and what they essentially buy.
0: Yeah, yeah that's very smart. And, and how did you, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to understand, so uh, why did you start it and how did you get to start this company?
1: Yeah, well, uh, it's a long story, uh, and uh, the, the story actually has, like, way back when I was young and ambitious, like, I moved to China to start a business, uh, and uh, it's uh, the that, that thing that really kind of happened. So, we stumbled into this uh, niche, and we uh, were solving, solving our own problem. Uh, mm-hmm. Back in China, we were the fulfillment center for our retailers, and we had to provide good experience for their customers. And uh, we, uh, we've seen that sometimes the customers, they got really uh, anxious and agitated while we were waiting for the goods. And mm-hmm. they created some refund requests, uh, premature uh, chargebacks, uh, they uh, passed their customer support 24-7. So there were all kinds of issues with that. And at some point we just said, uh, so why don't we just provide this information proactively without having to wait for the customer to ask, like, oh, where is my order? It's kind of obvious that uh, this information is needed, but Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't even uh, understand at that point uh, how impactful that is, because we were not only preventing all those issues that I listed before. So like chargebacks, refunds, uh, pestering customer support. We were also providing the business the opportunity to connect with the customer and also make upsells Mm -hmm. because the customers, they don't treat this information as marketing. Uh, They usually just uh, check the tracking page for the information. They don't uh, really expect to see additional products they might be interested in. And we, when they do, uh, we see the conversion Uh, and the conversion is that uh, while the customer is still waiting for the first order, uh, they buy uh, in those like from five to 10% uh, of cases, they buy again, without even receiving Mm -hmm. the first package.
0: that's interesting. Yeah. So it's really using. I've seen use cases where people were using transactional messages, actually like order confirmation to put some marketing messaging. But here in this case, having that on, on the page, uh, having the recommendations there is actually a pretty smart move because people yeah. just click, just one click further, add to cart, pay, and then they can order the second product. Yeah, that's the
1: thing. Also, another thing about it uh, is that uh, customers, when they actually have a question, uh, they have that question daily. Like, where is my mm-hmm. order? And what about now? And what about now? <laughs> and what about now? And then like, instead of sending those emails to customer support or uh, asking like, some kind of uh, our uh, website uh, to provide that information mm-hmm. proactively, uh, they literally just uh, click on the same tracking page link all the time. And when we yeah. see it, uh, they interact with uh, social media links, they interact with uh, products uh, and uh, with the brand itself. And if we mm-hmm. do have a problem or a question, uh, it's possible to put uh, the chat support widget on the page as well. So that's where yeah. they connect. Uh, and with the last mile delivery, sometimes there are issues with customs uh, where they need uh, like invoices or additional information to just literally receive the package finally.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's really putting back the control into the hands of the consumer. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and it's also self-service. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have to be yeah. uh, the brand uh, who initiates uh, the interaction. Uh, it can be yeah. uh, by the customer themselves without having yeah. to involve any humans in that, which yeah. is which is a big pro when you don't have yeah. a lot of staff.
0: And, and, and do I need to be... Um, If I want to use that, do do I need to have a high end commerce uh, engine to do that? Or can I just do that with uh, WooCommerce and all other smaller uh, commerce platforms?
1: Uh, if you could uh, maybe clarify, what do you mean by high end uh, e-commerce solution? So
0: I mean, uh, li- 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 like the large one, like the hybrids and the Salesforce Commerce Cloud, and you have, you know, you have oh, those yeah, that, enterprise, uh, yeah.
1: Right. Uh, so with enterprise, uh, we're still working on the integrations. Right now, we integrate with those uh, through Zapier. Uh, so it's possible mm-hmm. to integrate via API or uh, via uh, Zapier, uh, where mm-hmm. all that integration is already done uh, for the company. Uh, but when it comes to uh, like uh, the lower end, uh, we mm-hmm. integrate with Shopify and WooCommerce. Uh, we have okay. uh, an app and a plugin available for okay. those platforms. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's literally a one click install uh, and just next, 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 and then you're set up and uh, the system is already working. So wow. most of the systems, uh, like most of the systems that we implemented the deep integrations with, uh, they support mm-hmm. uh, all the customization out of the box. So you yeah. just need to connect it to your store, and everything is magically customized. That's why oh, it's wow. Track Mage, like <laughs> magic. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. Magic Track Mage. That is very really interesting. Well, and- that's
1: actually that was uh, the first uh, name of the service. It was Track Magic, but when we okay. couldn't secure the TrackMagic.com, that's why we had to transition to Track Mage, <laughs> which is actually a magician. So Mage. But I don't know why, uh, like not a lot of native speakers even understand that word, but I don't know why. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and um, the, the podcast is called Let's Talk About CX. Um, so if, if you go a bit higher, how would you define customer experience?
1: Yeah. So the customer experience is everything uh, that happens with the customers uh, when they are interacting with a brand. I would say mm-hmm. that customer experience includes uh, everything the customer actually sees uh, from, uh, like from the brand, like communication, like emails, uh, web pages, uh, any uh, kind of custom promotion they see on social media. Uh, so that's customer experience. And then there mm-hmm. is the direct customer experience with uh, customer support. So when the uh, customer actually initiates a contact, uh, they yeah. uh, get uh, get to interact with real people from real uh, companies. Or even Mm -hmm. uh, calling uh, through phone Uh, that's not dead yet. Uh, So it still happens when customers actually call.
0: Yeah. And um, is there in customer experience a concept that you think that is being misunderstood by people?
1: Um, Yeah. Well, I think uh, the most obvious would be the customer support and uh, the misunderstanding actually comes from the business. So the mm-hmm. uh, customer support is not a cost center, it's a mm-hmm. profit center, if done right. Because yeah. uh, currently, I've seen a lot of businesses actually assume that, uh, okay, the less we spend on customer support, the more out- we automate, uh, the better. But you mm-hmm. still need to understand that customer support creates the human connection. This is the perfect time to ask for a review uh, from the customers. This is a perfect time to upsell the customer and to even understand some demographics related information. So who that customer is, uh, where they come from, and uh, why did they buy the product? Uh, Sometimes uh, that's a challenge for marketing to gather that information. But when Mm -hmm. the customer support is interacting with those customers, uh, often this information gets missed and overlooked. Uh, And like during customer support uh, interactions, you can get a wealth of information that you don't Mm -hmm. get otherwise.
0: Yeah, and the the key is really building that that gap, or bridging that gap between information collected and customer support around your customers, and sharing that with marketing and and the other way around. Um, and and how are you handling customer experience within uh, Trackmate? So so how how are you dealing with your customers? Uh, well.
1: Yeah, uh, so we uh, actually have uh, a lot of tracking uh, systems that uh, help us understand what the cu- how the customers interact with the interface and uh, what uh, we should do to make it better. So if we spot mm-hmm. a problematic area, uh, we try to improve the interface or we try to improve uh, how it actually behaves. Uh, then yeah. there are some uh, customers who are requesting support uh, and that's when we have in-depth conversations. We jump on a call with them. We actually do mm-hmm. some discovery of uh, why we're using the system. What's the use case? What do we need? Uh, sometimes we already have the functionality. We just present it to them. Uh, and yeah. if we don't have a functionality, we uh, assess if we want to implement it or not. So usually yeah. that's how it
0: goes. That is interesting. So, so you make even the, um, so not only collecting that information for marketing, which just discussed, but it's really also about improving your product. So. Customer support becomes actually a source of R&D. Definitely. uh, Like for for software
1: as a service, that's not an uncommon approach. So Mm -hmm. when you have the ability to interact with a real human who is using your product, (laughs) this is the best opportunity ever. Because if you even surf around the web and research how expensive that is to get a real human to evaluate the product, you will see like why we jump on every opportunity to just talk to real people like, Oh, you are using our product. Tell us, tell us what you
0: want. Yeah. I know. That's great. And, and what would be your, your advice to someone? I mean, you, you, you started your company, you, you, you traveled around. What would be the, the key learnings that you would like to share with someone thinking about, okay, I I want to start a company. I want to start a SaaS company. Um, what would be your advice for that?
1: Well, it doesn't really matter what company you want to start. Like it can be e-commerce, it can be software as a service. Uh, so whichever company you want to start, start with the audience, start with a problem that you want to solve, because, uh, if you are just going to create a solution, uh, for a problem that is very rare, or people are not really interested in. Uh, it's going to be very problematic to grow that company and uh, really get some traction. Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen that uh, happen a lot uh, with uh, some technical people uh, when they uh, just, oh, I developed this an-, an amazing solution. Now I just need to find the problem. Like that's <laughs> so you should start from the problem from the customers and from marketing essentially. So you need to talk to people first uh, before jumping in and investing a lot of time and money and effort uh, into making it work. So yeah. that would be the first uh, thing you do.
0: Okay. And what would be the second thing you do?
1: <laughs> well, the second thing would be to get to a steady sales volume because uh, mm-hmm. in like, regardless if it's a software as a service or if it's e-commerce business, uh, you just need to get to sustainable sales uh, so mm-hmm. that you can actually uh, afford to hire people and not just uh, survive in your own business with like one person uh, self-servitude uh, because yeah. that's what uh, used to be the problem with uh, our first business in China where we were just fulfilling all the orders, we were selling, we were establishing like the customer connections and like everything was handled by us. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, at some point we just say like, What? what's the point? Uh, if we were even working at a job, we would be earning more money. but uh, yeah. at that point uh, we just realized that to free ourselves, we need to automate as much as possible uh, and mm-hmm. to uh, really make it sustainable uh, in terms of uh, uh, like every uh, like every period we get enough sales to sustain the company, to pay all of the bills, and continue growing the company uh if so, yeah. that calculation doesn't work. Everything else doesn't
0: make sense, yeah yeah, and and, and that's a goodness I think of a SaaS um model as well, having those subscriptions coming in, allowing you actually to build constantly over time actually your business and um, yeah growing growing the size of the yeah, of the wallet, yeah Essentially yeah, actually. Yeah. You
1: know, like, uh, it actually brings up, uh, this interesting concept that, uh, we also explore, uh, in TrackMage and, uh, we try to communicate to as many people as we can. Uh, it's this difference between, uh, funnel, uh, like funnel model versus mm-hmm. flywheel model. Uh, the yeah. flywheel model was initially introduced by Hotspot. Uh, We just adopted it and just tried to make it more uh, user friendly because like, again, HubSpot, they explained it in like high marketing terms and we wanted to explain it in like layman terms. So in a funnel, uh, you are treating all your customers as like, okay, this is a transaction that comes through uh, and like only a handful of customers, uh, convert. That's it. But that's the end. Uh, And in a flywheel model, you think like, okay, I acquired this customer. What else could I sell that customer? How can I also engage with them again so that they buy again, again, and again, and tell other customers about my uh, company or my product? So mm-hmm. this is uh, the key difference. That's why uh, in a flywheel model, uh, the customer support part is just part of marketing. It's like overall cycle where the customer, like once uh, the customer gets into the infrastructure or gets into mm-hmm. the uh, like this buying uh, cycle,
0: yeah. we
1: should keep them there for as long as we can.
0: Yeah. Okay, and that's, is that about selling subscription then or is it about also selling additional products to the customer?
1: Uh, it just depends on what, uh, what the primary business is. So when it comes yeah. to software as a service, uh, it's probably a subscription because subscription-based yeah. services, they tend to be more sustainable uh, mm-hmm. than uh, one-time purchases. That's why yeah. uh, sometimes when there are lifetime deals uh, for software as a service, uh, they are actually sacrificing all the future profits, uh, but yeah. they need to survive now. That's why we are doing it. Uh, yeah. But when it comes to e-commerce, uh, this e-commerce subscription is a very interesting idea that not a lot of businesses utilize. Uh, Birchbox mm-hmm. uh, was the first e-commerce subscription that uh, was introduced on the market, and they were wildly successful. So customers, they uh, actually want to replenish where supp- like, supply of product because, well, again, uh, in su- supplement businesses, uh, this mm-hmm. also works very well. Uh, when you are buying some v- vitamins or supplements, uh, all you need to do is just remind the customer, like, oh, are you running out of the pill uh, that you bought? Like, okay, how about you restock, restock or replenish um, your yeah. supply?
0: Yeah
1: so yeah and subscriptions
0: yeah, are an option yeah, always yeah they're an option so i'm 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 currently have i have a subscription for coffee for example Ooh, uh, right awesome. now yeah and that works really well so every two weeks we get new coffee pots sent home uh don't need to bring from the store and they're as expensive and uh, as the one you would buy at the supermarket and at the same time that this is really really good uh so i will not make advertising in that's in, in that podcast but uh um uh, it's it's an interesting one um is there um one thing you would like the listeners to take uh, as a key learning uh, key thing you would like to to tell them
1: the key learning from uh, the customer experience uh, I yeah. think would be uh that you need to pay attention to this part uh, because uh, what you could do, Is you can even mystery shop from your own company uh, and you will see uh, how your uh, customers actually experience your product how they experience Mm -hmm. your uh, buying uh, process because uh, when i buy uh, from other companies i'm always very picky uh, because i know how it's supposed to go Uh, Mm -hmm. and there was this uh, one interesting uh, case in my uh, like buying history where i bought a t-shirt from a german company I'm not going to name them for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. So uh, I bought a T-shirt from them. Uh, Then I received an email that said that uh, my purchase was sent to Belgium, not to Bulgaria. I said, like, okay, great. I'm not going to get it. Like, I sent them an email. I got a bounce, like really hard bounce, like mail delivery cannot be, like, okay. I I went to their website. I found their email address, uh, the actual one. I sent them an email. No reply, no reply, no whatsoever. Okay, I found their phone number. I called them. Uh, some autoresponder in German replied to me something because I don't understand German. And uh, I wasn't able to communicate to a human again. When I went to uh, the actual package, uh package, like package tracking uh, website, it was DHL, I filed in mm-hmm. uh, like the request to redirect it from Belgium to Bulgaria, and that's when yeah. I got a reply uh, from DHL, but not from a store, you know? Like, I was really, uh, like, I was very anxious, and I understood like, uh, from the customer standpoint, that they could have uh, just replied to my email. So when yeah. I didn't get a reply from all those channels that I tried to reach them through, I mm-hmm. actually went to PayPal and cancelled the order. I just got a refund. And like the fun like the fun part about this uh, is the conclusion. I received uh the t shirt in two weeks. Like I felt bad about that. And then in three weeks I received the second t shirt. Awesome, right? <laughs> so that's like they lost so much money on that single order because they just simply couldn't reply to an email, so they should have uh, just replied to my email. I wouldn't have canceled it. I would have paid them even for the extra that they sent uh, because they were trying to fix the mistake from previous uh, side. Yeah. And in the end, like this is like the cherry on top, I received an automated email from them to evaluate uh, their customer experience uh, and what could they. Uh, and one of the questions was, uh, what can we fix in our process to make it better? Uh, you probably can understand what I wrote there. Like I wrote everything, like literally everything. You can fix everything. And then you're going to do that wrong.
0: Yeah. I I I think it's a powerful example on what you should not be doing. Um, But um, I I think the key learning really uh, is uh, try to order your own products and and look at how it goes and and how the customer experience. I think we all... uh, tend to forget about it. Yeah. Uh, and also try, to, is, yeah.
1: Yeah. also try to and, order it from mobile because yeah. uh, a lot of customers we have very different experience of your website. If they go from the mobile, like it's like, oh, click it doesn't work. Why? Why this? Why? Oh, what? <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. No, that's true. So really un- understanding the, the user experience um, across the entire line. I think it's something we. We take for granted because things are automated and so we don't need to think about it. And then we get those t-shirts experiences for the customers, which will be very angry and uh, provide bad reviews. And then it kills the business at the end of the day. So um, Irina, I want to thank you for joining us today and for sharing your insights. I wish you a fantastic day. Um, as part of those show notes, I will include uh, your details, uh, links to TrackMage, uh, and also a link to uh, try the solution and uh, give it a try. If you are um, active in commerce, uh, it will probably have some very good value for you. Um, so, Irina, thank you so much, and uh, looking forward to speak to you soon. Yeah,
1: thank you very much. Yeah,
0: thank you.